All right. Now I talked about grief versus despair before, and but I really want to dig deep about, more about different types of grief. Okay. So there is the grief about your loved ones passing away and, uh, you know, if they from death and however they've died, there's just so much grief because there's so much grief that you can't love this person anymore the way that you want to. Uh, the, the most, the, the addicting part of loving someone, you know, the part where you have this super strong attachment and super love for this person, that comes from loving them. It's that's the part that hurts so bad. You have such a, a strong fulfillment and attachment and addiction to loving this said person. And so when it when they start passing through the veil and they die, it's then becomes a point where you can't love them in person anymore. But there are still ways you can get relief by still trying to find ways to love that said person beyond the grave. So like my, my mother has passed, uh, my youngest sister has passed away. So I, what I do to try and love them still is trying to work on myself and trying to be the best I can be to help build up my family, to help use my gifts, to do good works, to help make them proud of me, to help them be happy. Because I know as I do these things to build up my life, it's making them happy and it's making them feel good. And that's a form of loving them. So that's that's a great way to help with the to get some relief from the grief of missing the people who have passed on. And just uh, if they have a dream, if they have something else they really believe in, it's always helpful to do something they believe in. Absolutely. Like I remember I stumbled upon this uh, program where her husband was really good at helping people with the right questions to help them find their passion in life. And he passed away and her, her, his wife with all that grief, she made his program like really public and, uh, I got so made this huge program out of it. And it, and his message went forth even stronger and stronger. And that is a way that she could help cope with her grief to keep loving her husband by f still working on his dreams, something that he really believed in. But even if your past ones, your, your loved ones didn't have dreams or something that you could build upon like that, the, just the fact that you've been just loving yourself more and getting closer to God, that alone is going to make them happy. And uh, this is, this is where it's really helpful to believe in Jesus Christ and the afterlife and that we still exist as consciousness and spirits, you know, in spirit form in the next life, that they still get to experience joy, they still get to experience paradise, they still get to experience so many good things on the other side, that really does also help as well to cope with the grief. So as you find ways to keep loving that person, you're filling that void of not being able to love them. I mean, yeah, you can't love them as much as you want to in person, and that part really sucks, but it, it does still help to soften the blow if you can still find ways to love them. You're always going to miss them, and that's okay. But at least you still, hey, I'm doing this and this is my way of showing I love them and they're still getting my love beyond time and space. And then there's so much grief when it comes to, like I said, since you have to love somebody. I mean, once you love somebody, you start building that attachment and that super strong attachment and addiction, whatever you call it, is that then you there's grief about the love you failed to give. Like you didn't love them as much as you could have, or you wish you could have loved them more before they passed on. Uh, that's 
you know, love failed to be given. Not not to beat yourself up or to say it was your fault, because it's not like that. It's just saying you just wish you could have done more. You wish you could have loved them more. Or like if you're going through abuse with the abusive parents and there's a lot of love that you didn't get that you deserved, right? So, so when they finally come to and realize what they've done, they're going to finally get to the point and say, oh, I... Sh- I failed to love my son. I failed to love my daughter. I, they needed someone to protect them, but I didn't protect them. I was the one who's hurting them. They needed someone to build them up, and all I did was tear them down. All because of my own emotional problems that I didn't want to deal with. And there's even the grief, like if the grief that you failed to love, the the love you failed to give yourself, like allowing people to treat you bad and allowing. T- to people walk all over you and not establish boundaries like that's love you could have given to yourself but you didn't because of that you let this person take advantage of you and use you and cause you all this pain when you could have just said hey that's not cool i wouldn't have done that to you and walked away and then there's grief when it comes to like the loss of relationship you know if you get a divorce like then all of a sudden there's this grief of oh i didn't love my spouse the way I should have, I should have done better with this, or my spouse didn't love me the way she should have anyway. Um, you know, or I I didn't love myself as much because I let my spouse take advantage of me or it's the other way around. The, the spouse is just letting her take, let you take advantage of her, just make it so easy for you to steamroller all the time. And then there's the grief of like, why didn't you protect me? Why didn't you do anything? You know, so there's going to be like, oh, you know, usually the mom is the one who's supposed to, is the one that you naturally look up to, to be your protector, right? So you're going to naturally look up to be your mom as your protector to say, mom, why didn't you protect me? Why did you sit there and let it happen? Why did you pretend there was nothing wrong when there was? There is love failed to be give you there. Because she, yeah, you're right, mom should have said something. She should have got up and walked away and got, got you away from him or whoever she had to get you away from. And there's like never an excuse, please, because every everybody is responsible for their own healing. And just because your your parents or the people have done you wrong, been through a lot of abuse and held themselves, yes, I get it that everyone's trying to survive, but it never excuses their, their behavior to fail to love you. They are accountable for the way they fail to love you. Absolutely. Again, that's why God says they're in so much trouble if they don't repent. Uh, and even when they do repent, they're going to have to do a lot of work with God to help undo the damage they've done. If they refuse to repent, whoa, 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 be unto them. But with all this grief, there is no entitlement. There is no entitlement for you to say, oh, because I've had this hard life, I get to just, you know, be addicted to drugs the rest of my life. Or since I've had a hard life, I'm just forever broken and there's no hope for me. I'm just too broken. Like, no, you're, you're going to feel entitled to feel sorry for yourself and beat yourself up over and over. Uh, that's not good. That's not what God wants. God wants us to get our healing done so we can experience joy and the relief from the grief so we can see our trauma as a good thing because we'll, the grief will finally be gone. And when the grief is gone, we'll be like, oh, man. And then you experience such negativity, but then we'll experience so much joy because we experience so much bitter. And then we're able to say, oh, I see it as a good thing now because I've, I've experienced oh so much joy because God healed the grief from all those horrible things that happened to me. Again, just like when Peter cut off that dude's ear. And again, if, if Peter had to come up and approach that person who he cut off his ear, the guy who had his ear cut off would be like, hey man, Jesus healed my ear. It's all good. All is forgiven. She won't be able to, 
to do that if you think you're just entitled to just feel sorry for yourself and to just keep using over and over thinking that oh i've tried i've tried oh yes i get it you tried but the other problem is most of the health industry most of those counselors psychiatrists don't know how to grieve because if they did they would teach you but they're not teaching you at least that wasn't being taught to me i went around to so many uh counselors and psychiatrists that just didn't have a clue about grieving and feeling pain and learning how to grieve and to get better. It wasn't until I started dumping my heartfelt prayers into God and sharing my feelings with him that that's what God showed me I had to do. So this therapy is what I received from God. And I just can't believe that all these, uh, oh, I can't believe it because of Satan. Like where the general health care, the general norm is that they don't know how to grieve and they'll just throw pills at you and I'll, i'm not i don't have i don't hate against medicine because i do believe medicine is very useful and i do believe there are some people who need to take it and uh, I'm, I'm not hating on medicine but i am hating on if you're just going to throw medicine at me and not teach me to grieve as well like no you you better teach me to grieve as well as throw medicine at me but the reason why you've tried so many times and failed and failed and failed like you didn't know about this feeling monster thing. You didn't know that, oh, I have to feel through this to get healing. Well, someone would have told me that, I would have done this a long time ago. But all I would get is like, every time I feel bad, what do people say? Oh, just serve somebody. Or just, you know, go try not to be alone and stuff like that. No, it's like, yeah, I get it. You're gonna need your, there's a time and place for healthy distractions. and But you can't do it all the time where you never feel ever process grief it was never meant for that and again if you want to challenge that go back to jesus christ why well, jesus christ even had to be a, alone to grieve for john the baptist why did god in moses chapter 7 cry his eyes out for the grief of the loss of his children before the flood there was no skipping grief it was it had to be felt it had to be processed now don't get me wrong it doesn't mean all the healthcare professionals don't know uh, don't know how to grieve because I know there's a lot of good ones that do know how and which is great but I also know there's been so many who don't and who try and claim ignorance and there really is no excuse for that but I know it's part of Satan's plan to make it uh, a, a thing in these latter days that people forget how to grieve and people avoid grief at all cost so that he can forever build up this huge monster inside of them and manipulate them so easily we don't have to do that. We can follow the counsel of Jesus Christ and take our grief and our feelings to him and only and just talk about the love that we didn't get that we deserved and the love that we failed to give other people, including ourselves, and accepting the way things happen, accepting that, yes, you have all this PTSD now. Yes, you have all this CPTSD now. Yes, you have all these horrible things that you're going to have to recover now because of the people who have done hurt to you. Yes, you have a bitter cup that we have to drink. But remember, we will have multiple bitter cups, but not, we, we, we have to accept the bitter cups and drink it because Jesus, Jesus didn't get a free pass. He had, to take all the, he had to take the worst bitter cup of us all, the worst entire universe. And he even asked Heavenly Father very nicely, multiple, like two or three times, where he asked them very nicely to remove that cup from him. And Jesus didn't get it. And he didn't get it because he, Heavenly Father was thinking about you. He was thinking about me. And he pushed Jesus through the bitter cup anyways. For the Son of Man descended below them all, all things, 
Are we greater than he is? Do we get to like get to choose which bitter cups we get to drink when the one who was the greatest of us all didn't even get a didn't get a break at all? I mean, as in break, as in he had to accept all the bitter cup that was given to him, even though it was the worst thing in the universe. Who are we honestly to be bitter about the bitter cups we have to deal with life? If anything, experiencing the bitter cup helps us be close to God. Then you start connecting with him. And then as you feel your grief and you go through your agony and you and you go through it and you get relief and you look up at the Savior and you look at him and you're like, how did you do the garden? It's so impossible for me to do this little thing. And you did that whole garden of Gethsemane. That's just amazing. There is no, no broken heart. Jesus can't heal. There is no trauma. There is no CPTSD. There's no PTSD that he can't heal. And although a lot of times it's not going to be an over, it's not going to be a one-time thing. It's a, it's a process of healing. But there are some people who get healing overnight because of their faith in Jesus Christ. We are not to judge and we are not to get bitter for those people who are able to get that healing that quickly. For God will only give us what we can handle. I testify that Jesus' love is true power. It is true power that has overcome the world and all of its grief and all of its hardships. I can mend anybody's heart. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.